Hello, this is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Lena writes, I'm a healthy 28-year-old with no medical issues, but three of my siblings have hypothyroidism. I recently became aware that certain foods can have a negative effect on thyroid function, and I'm a little concerned because some of my favorite foods are on that list, including broccoli and cabbage and millet. Can I still enjoy broccoli and cabbage and other veggies without inducing hypothyroidism? And should I tell my siblings to stop eating these foods? Lena, broccoli and cabbage are some of your favorite foods. Be still my beating heart. Fortunately, I don't think you or your siblings necessarily need to cut broccoli and other so-called goitrogenic foods out of your diet. First, let me just quickly explain why broccoli and other foods in the cabbage or brassica family, also known as cruciferous vegetables, are known as goitrogens. These vegetables contain a natural compound which, in larger amounts, can interfere with your body's ability to metabolize the mineral iodine. Now, your body needs iodine in order to manufacture thyroid hormone. And if iodine is lacking, either because your diet is deficient in this nutrient, or maybe because something is inhibiting its uptake, your thyroid hormone levels can sink. And when that happens, your thyroid gland can become enlarged. That's your body's way of trying to increase thyroid hormone production. An enlarged thyroid, which looks like a swelling in your neck, is known as a goiter. The good news is that goiters caused by iodine deficiency can be easily reversed. Once iodine is added to the diet, the thyroid can produce enough thyroid hormone and the gland shrinks back to its normal size. Goiters used to be a lot more common than they are today, and not because people ate more broccoli back then. Most goiters are caused by diets that are too low in iodine. Fortunately, since the advent of iodized salt, iodine deficiency is pretty rare these days. Now, hypothyroid disease, especially the kind that runs in families, is not caused by iodine deficiency. It's usually caused by an autoimmune condition where the body attacks and slowly destroys the thyroid gland. And if that's what's going on, no amount of iodine is going to fix it. Instead, people with this type of thyroid disease take thyroid replacement hormone. Even if you have thyroid disease in the family, eating broccoli or other so-called goitrogenic vegetables does not increase your risk of getting thyroid disease. And being treated for thyroid disease, as your siblings are, doesn't mean that these otherwise nutritious vegetables need to be completely off the menu. Assuming that your diet does contain a sufficient amount of iodine, you and your siblings can eat these foods on a daily basis without worrying about interfering with thyroid function. Now, of course, it is possible to overdo just about anything. In fact, these days, the minute something gets a reputation for being good for you, there seems to be a race to see who can overdo it the most. Although eating several servings of broccoli, kale, and other cruciferous vegetables per week is a great idea, eating a couple dozen servings every single day isn't. If eaten in very large quantities, these vegetables could hypothetically impair iodine metabolism to the extent that thyroid function is disturbed. Now, fortunately, this effect would be completely reversible, but other effects of overconsumption may not be so easily undone. 
As I recently wrote on my Nutrition Over Easy blog, kale and other leafy greens in the brassica family are particularly good at absorbing minerals from the soil, and as a result, they may contain trace amounts of cadmium, thallium, or arsenic, which are naturally present in our soil. And of course, unlike calcium or magnesium, thallium and arsenic are not particularly good for humans. Now, the amount of heavy metals that you might absorb from leafy green vegetables is not a concern if you're eating them in normal quantities. But if you're eating them in extravagant amounts day after day, it could actually pose a problem. One very common culprit in these too-much-of-a-good-thing scenarios is juicing. One of the reasons that people get so excited about juicing is that it extracts and concentrates the nutrients from vegetables. So instead of eating five servings of vegetables a day, you can down 20 servings in a single glass. But here's the thing. While research shows that eating five to nine servings of vegetables a day can reduce your risk of obesity and disease, there's no evidence that eating 20 or 30 servings per day, or the equivalent in the form of juice or supplements, offers any additional benefit. Maybe the fact that whole vegetables take time to chew and they contain fiber that fill up our tummies is nature's way of regulating our consumption. This is why I recommend that you eat, rather than drink, the majority of your fruits and vegetables. Vegetables are also usually juiced in their raw state, and while raw vegetables can be higher in certain nutrients, cooking vegetables deactivates several compounds that can interfere with nutrient absorption, including the compounds that inhibit iodine uptake. And that's one of the reasons that I think it's a good idea to include both raw and cooked vegetables in your diet. So Lena, while I certainly don't think that a ban on brassicas is necessary, I would suggest eating them along with a wide variety of vegetables from lots of different plant families. Not only does this give you a wider variety of nutrients, but it also helps prevent accidental overexposure to compounds that are really only a concern if they're consumed in excessive quantities. If you have a nutrition question for me, feel free to post it on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page, or you can also post a comment or question on our website, which is at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. You'll find a complete transcript of today's episode there, including links to supporting research and some additional resources for you. And of course, you can also access the entire Nutrition Diva archive there. Thanks for listening, and I hope this week you'll remember to eat something good for me. 